Hello and welcome to the Mountain Brook Baptist Project 119 Bible Reading Plan Podcast. I'm Mary and it's my pleasure to join you in reading God's Word. Today is Sunday, October 15th. Happy Resurrection Day. We're going to switch on over to the English Standard Version today and read the ESV for the next week. We are in Matthew chapter 24 today, verses 15 through 35, and then we'll be reading Psalm 48. The title in my Bible says, The Abomination of Desolation. And you'll notice there's lots of red letters if you have a red letter edition of the Bible. Jesus is speaking throughout all of the verses that we'll read today. So when you see the abomination of desolation, spoken of by the prophet Daniel, standing in the holy place, let the reader understand, then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let the one who is on the housetop not go down to take what is in his house, and let the one who is in the field not turn back to take his cloak. And alas for women who are pregnant and for those who are nursing infants in those days. Pray that your flight may not be in winter or on a Sabbath. For then there will be great tribulation, such as has not been from the beginning of the world until now. No, and never will be. And if those days had not been cut short, no human being would be saved. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be cut short. Then if anyone says to you, Look, here is the Christ, or there he is, do not believe it. For false Christ and false prophets will arise and perform great signs and wonders, so as to lead astray, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you beforehand. So if they say to you, Look, he is in the wilderness, do not go out. If they say, Look, he is in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For as the lightning comes from the east and shines as far as the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Wherever the corpse is, there the vultures will gather. And the next section says, The coming of the Son of Man. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then will appear in heaven the sign of the Son of Man, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send out his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. And the next section is titled, The Lesson of the Fig Tree. From the fig tree learn its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts out its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also, when you see all these things, you know that he is near, at the very gates. Truly I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not 
pass away. Here in verse 15, Jesus speaks of the abomination of desolation that was spoken of by the prophet Daniel. And this refers to an event where a despicable sacrilegious act is committed in the temple. And historically, this occurred during the time of the ruler Antiochus IV Epiphanes, who defiled the Jewish temple in the 2nd century BCE when he set up a temple to Zeus. But in the Gospels um, and in Christian interpretation, this might be a foreshadowing of the desecration of the temple in 70 AD when the Romans come in and destroy the temple. Ultimately, it symbolizes the defilement and desecration of what is holy. And as we approach the end times, Uh, Jesus is giving us a panorama of what is going to happen. He's saying people are not going to respect holy things. They're not going to respect my name. They're not going to respect you as the people of God. There are going to be people who come along who say that they are the Christ. And he says, "Don't, don't worry about that. Don't go out looking after the Christ. He says, when I come back, you'll be able to see it from the east to the west. And then he reminds his disciples that just like the fig leaves show that summer is coming, that we too, by just looking around at the broken world around us that longs for redemption, that longs for a Savior, that he will not tarry forever, that he is coming back to redeem. As we move over to the Psalms, I wanted to let you know that the title of this Psalm is Zion the city of our God. And I got to thinking about what does Zion mean? And so I did a little Googling and I knew that Zion was connected with Jerusalem, but also in Christian literature, it is connected with the heavenly city or the earthly city of Christian faith and fraternity. And so as we think about the God of Zion, we're thinking about the creator God who prepares for us a place like Jerusalem was for the um, Israelites, a place of security, a fortress, a wonderful refuge. And for us, we're longing for that refuge in Jesus Christ and the heavenly city that he is preparing for us. If we were to outline this psalm, the first eight verses are praising God, who is the creator of Zion and the protector of Zion. And then verses 9 through 14 Help us to recall God's character and to contemplate His works. Psalm 48, a song, a psalm of the sons of Korah. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the city of our God. His holy mountain, beautiful in elevation, is the joy of all the earth. Mount Zion in the far north, the city of the great king, Within her citadels, God made himself known as a fortress. For behold, the kings assembled. They came on together. As soon as they saw it, they were astounded. They were in panic. They took to flight. Trembling took hold of them there. Anguish as of a woman in labor. By the east wind, you shattered the ships of Tarshish. 
As we have heard, so we have seen in the city of the Lord of hosts, in the city of our God, which God will establish forever. We have thought on your steadfast love, O God, in the midst of your temple. As your name, O God, so your praise reaches to the ends of the earth. Your right hand is filled with righteousness. Let Mount Zion be glad. Let the daughters of Judah rejoice because of your judgments. Walk about Zion. Go around her. Number her towers. Consider well her ramparts. Go through her citadels that you may tell the next generation that this is God, our God forever and ever. He will guide us forever. Thank you for listening along as we read God's Word. I love that image of God's right hand being filled with righteousness. And then in verse 9, that the people had thought on His steadfast love. Those are a good pair, aren't they? Steadfast love and righteousness. Again and again, God shows us, I am steadfast, I am immovable, and I am righteous. And we see these perfectly married in the person of Jesus Christ, our Lord. And so as we end today, let us praise our Lord Jesus for who he is. Lord, you are righteous. You are steadfast and immovable. You are King of kings and Lord of lords. You are creator. People look at what you've created and they shudder. You are in charge. You are all-powerful. We cling to you, Lord. We're reminded of your good deeds. We're thankful that in Christ we are chosen. We are redeemed. We are forgiven. We are accepted. We are empowered. We are comforted. And most of all, we are loved. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen. Amen.